0: You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we talk about the 1996 Midwest crime thriller, Fargo.
1: You, no trouble.
2: Me, being.
0: You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair.
1: No. Sir, yes, sir. I was wondering what was for
0: Your spirit. All your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. Hey, Satan death. lives. The year is won.
1: Fill your Podcast movie crew podcast movie makers talking movies we're your hosts i'm editor brian Elkins. with me here tonight cinematographer jared callen how you doing there brian oh i i think I'm, I'm 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 pretty swell yeah oh it's good yeah i can't promise we are not gonna do that the entire episode <laughs> but uh you know we can all dream just like this movie it's a true story yeah oh no we also have with us stretch of
2: photography mike griggs uh i see what you did there and i'm here for it <laughs> true story
1: you know, the Cohen Brothers did uh, in '96. I, I saw in all the interviews they didn't they did come out and say that this was a true story. Not only they did, did they put it in front of the movie, but they were like,
0: you know, telling the world that the events depicted in this film took place in Minnesota in 1987. At the request of the survivors, the names have been changed out of respect for the dead. The rest has been told exactly as it occurred. Dong. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I forgot about that part, and then, yeah, my partner was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't." Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess it's. I guess it's real. <laughs> We're about to find
1: out. You know, there's nothing in it that wouldn't really like. Oh, it, it's really totally plausible.
2: Oh yeah, no, no. All all the shit going down is definitely like this. Just went sideways in every way possible. Just stupid characters. Stupid fucking characters. So stupid. You just shot me in the face. <laughs> The cr- the criminals are bad, but William H Macy. God, oh my god, damn. damn man! Oh, I I know, but I I already sent it to you. All, all right, I'll fax it over. I mean, I'll I'll it's it's in the mail. I it's promise. In the mail. It's in the mail. God, he's so like small and weaselly, and he makes yes. his voice a little bit higher pitched. And like I I hate the character, but I love the way he plays it. He's such a douche. The entire movie. God, such he's such
1: a, a douche. God, he's a douche. Like, even when he's in handcuffs, you almost feel sorry for him crying, and then you're like, no. Nope, oh, he's, like,
0: nope. losing it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You deserve no. this, you little cunt. Yeah, right? Like, the yeah. whole time. Yeah. 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 You've just been waiting on this guy to fall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part is when, uh, like, he comes home, and he sees all the shit, and it, you, like, it's the one moment where you have almost sympathy for him, and you hear him picking up the phone or what he doesn't pick up the phone, but he's, he's trying to tell his, his father-in-law that she's yeah. kidnapped Practice. and like, but it's that slow dolly where you don't see him. You just think he's on the phone and it's like, holy shit. And then you see him practicing and it's like, oh wow. Okay. That's pretty brilliant. Like get him close to being sympathetic. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. He's still an asshole.
1: Yeah. That moment's really good too. Cause they, they kind of throw you off guard. Cause when he, when he first comes in and he sees the house is wrecked, he was trying to call it off. Right. You know, right right before, you know, he put everything in motion. He's like, oh, okay, you know, my father-in-law's got this good deal. I may be able to get money. I don't need this to happen right now. And when he comes in the house, his reaction, you are like, oh, my God, is is he in shock? And it's like, no, he's just trying to, like, you know, figure out what to say to his father-in-law on the phone. Yeah. It is Wade. such a good reveal.
0: It's Gene. Oh, gee. Um, oh, gee. Um, I mean, oh, oh, wait, gee. Wade. It's Gene. Wade. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh jeez, I've been. I called you right away. I don't know what else to do.
0: Gene and Scotty never have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! See, they, they oh, make you feel bad man. for him right there because it's so early in the movie. You're like, ah, fuck, man, this guy can't get anything right. You know, he's. Um, but but when you find out he's three hundred twenty thousand dollars, like in the hole to the uh, car people, where did. Three hundred and twenty thousand dollars go. He, he doesn't have flashy shit. In nineteen
2: eighty seven, not... man, it's like, massive that's a amount of money, fuck ton of money. So,
0: it doesn't really to, for that amount of money to be gone. He should like have some stuff. Like you know, he should have yeah. like a family on the side, or like, or like what, they don't really explain any of that. It's just I he owes of, this amount of money. I like that they don't
1: explain it because like you know when you, <laughs> when the movie first starts off like he He only needs like what is it like uh it's eighty thousand right, and he's gonna split yeah. it right and yeah. he's gonna get forty thousand and then you find out that it's like no, 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 he wants the parking lot right that's like seventy five or something, and then he's gonna one
2: hundred
1: and Oh, yeah seven hundred and fifty thousand, and he's gonna get like uh a, a million dollars and then you find out the three hundred and twenty and it's like wait a minute, what came first the par- was did he try to get that loan for that three twenty to like somehow screw the guy out of the the 750 lot and then that fell through and he's like oh i need some more money or was or did his did his house is his business did he use all that money for for these things who knows but there's like so many questioning like you don't you don't have any answers for it i love that because you're just just constantly wondering like what what did he actually pay for
0: because
1: then later in the movie you find out the father-in-law father-in-law owns a fucking car dealership
2: Yeah, no, it's not even his. He's just like, but he doesn't even call himself the manager. He says the executive sales person or some shit like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes you you think about all that stuff. It's like, oh, man, like how how spineless
0: is this dude? Is this guy just controlled by his father-in-law? I just feel bad for his wife. She just seems so oblivious. You know, she's like, oh, Jared's dead.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. When she's like, yeah, he just came over. And he's just fucking sitting there watching football. He's watching like, hockey. Oh, sorry, hockey. Come on, man. <laughs> they are in Minnesota. You're right. Yeah. You darn tootin' we're watching hockey. It just <laughs> It just it blows my mind that this dude comes over to his daughter's house, probably says like three words to her, and then sits down on her couch to then to be like, Oh yeah, I'm staying for dinner when she asks him as she's making dinner, like, does he not want to be at home? Like, does he just
0: what <laughs> what is he doing? I don't understand.
2: He's amount- also a total asshole.
0: Oh, he's he's a total dick. Uh, the amount of carrots that she was cutting is like of like. Wait, really? You're gonna eat this many carrots? <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was like an insane amount of carrots. It was. Um, but no, he's over there having whiskey, hanging out with his family. You know?
2: I mean, yeah, I guess if if being in the same house as your family counts as hanging out, while you are the only one watching a sports thing, and no one else is sitting there with you
0: sure that counts it's the
2: early 90s mike 87 bro
0: was out that this. that's right it's 87 yeah. Yeah. yeah even even better
2: which maybe i needed a second watch i mean this was my second watch um but i saw the first time like six years ago or something it's, it's been a while um but is there any indication in the movie that it's actually happening in 87 because i feel like i was looking for that when it said the events were in 87 but knowing that the movie came out in 96 i was like wait is this is this a period piece? Is it actually just happening the, in '96? Just the cars,
0: maybe. Hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. The cars—the only thing I could think of.
0: Steve Buscemi was wearing like a um, turtleneck at one point. Well, <laughs> uh,
2: okay, that's also part of what threw me off, and I was legitimately hoping to ask Kristen about this because it seems like the costumes could just as easily be like from 1986 as they could be Midwestern. Finally, made it to Minnesota styles. Almost ten years later, you know what I'm saying? Like, because some things take a long time to move into parts of the country, so that's actually, part yeah. of why I was wondering. Like, maybe this actually is not a period piece. I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm mostly thinking about the coats. I'm having a hard time picturing
1: uh, the criminals are all wearing ridiculous shit. Um, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> shit. And Marge is just always wearing that police outfit or her 90s.
0: What's the g- gayer, grimson, Peter Stormore? St- uh, Stormare, Stormare, that guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh looks like fucking Ryan Gosling. Like like, <laughs> like, like that's all I can think of is the entire time. Like is Ryan that, Gosling's older, thicker Yeah, like like you know, brother. like like Ryan <laughs> Gosling <laughs> in <laughs> real life. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, when the Instagram versus real life, Ryan Gosling, when, when Ken went all fucking like, you know, um, <laughs> with, the, with the blonde yes, hair like that, absolutely. and with the fucking like, uh, wearing the, the, the big damn furry coat, coat. Yes. yeah, feels just like this guy, the whole time, I was, that's all I could think about the whole movie, I was like, Ryan Gosling would kill this character this day, you know, like, if, if we remade this just
2: yeah doesn't say a fucking word just <laughs> looks at him while he's smoking a cigarette hanging out of his i mouth. said no <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's the most conversation you've had in four hours fine you don't want to talk i won't i'm just not gonna talk and you'll What's see it? how it feels silence
1: <laughs> it's perfect man those car scenes are pretty simple they just play those out in two shots That's all you yeah. need but I'm, man it was so, kind of crazy they, they do
0: wonders as well like uh there's there's one where the uh where you've got um, Grandpa there, and his associate, and fucking Jerry in the middle, and they just play it in a three shot. The whole fucking scene. And it's great. Yeah,
1: when he goes and asks that, uh, <laughs> the Native American mechanic
0: <laughs> yeah, for the
1: guy's number, that's done in a, a wonder.
0: Why don't you just call him? I did that. The breakfast scene. Uh, where, like, uh, you know, he's oh, like, I'm man, gonna make I you eggs that. before you know she's pregnant, uh, yeah. you know? And he's yeah. like, he's like, I'm gonna get up. He's like, okay, You gotta have no, breakfast. I'm gonna make you some eggs. Yeah, I'm gonna make you some eggs. Uh, that whole scene, you know, where she goes outside and she comes back in and she's like, You know, I, I need to jump. I love it. It's just a fucking single take. It's perfect.
2: My favorite part about that is how just like realistic it is that, like, he makes her breakfast and then she leaves and he's like, Well, she didn't finish her eggs. I'll finish them. That's fine. And he just like grabs it and like fucking eat. Like that is how it works. hundred percent. That is a real (laughs) fucking relationship on screen right there. I love it. Frances
1: uh, McDormand won her first Oscar for this, first of three,
2: which is kind of crazy because she won Best
1: Actress. And man, uh, rewatching this movie, I forgot how little she's actually in the
2: movie. She didn't even show up till like thirty some minutes in. Yeah, it's the the whole first
0: act is without her. But that opening shot where we how we introduce her is we go through the, like the bird paint studio. <laughs> yeah. There's like the ducks. Five or six light sources in that scene. Uh like just pinpointing little spots and it's so sexy yeah. and, and yeah. it's just it's it's, it's yeah. probably one of the most stylized shots in the entire film. And especially that really interesting score there that pushes in over to their bed. Interesting way to to introduce our like titular character. Yeah, it was very very cool. Like most of the movies like really stark and white and you know just very standard lighting feeling, but that one felt very stylized. Like out of place, but it was cool. Hmm. Maybe just cuz it was a transitionary thing.
2: Yeah, it was a transition. It was exposition via, you know, visual information. It was also like supposed to be nighttime, so it it kind of lends itself to a little bit more specials where it's just like, no, he has these on all the time kind of situation and the rest of the lights are just off or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. It probably took him, like, you know, a day to light that. <laughs> it also
1: plays into the, the the juxtaposition elements they have throughout this entire movie. Like, uh, our characters that we're following. You know, we have a pregnant police officer who's, like, super nice. And then we have our, our violent criminals. And we're just cutting back and forth always between those things. And our Minnesotians, our non-criminals, are just... Everybody is so polite. Yeah. So nice in this movie. Except for, uh, you know, Steve Buscemi and (laughs) Peter Stormare. $4? Here's
2: your $4 fucking... Does it make you feel like a big man? $4? (laughs) This is what you're going to do with your life. (laughs) God, he flips his shit so goddamn fast.
0: When Marge goes out to the uh, uh, scene to go check out the bodies, and she's just standing by the cruiser... And she gets, like, morning sickness, and she leans over. Did you guys Ooh. see her love cable?
2: No, I didn't. No. No, I totally didn't.
0: Every time I watch it, it jumps out at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's right between her legs. Like, it's
2: You just see it hanging there or something, or what?
0: Yeah, because, like... you know, she's wearing that really long, weird coat. It looks like she's wearing a, a coat that's, like, one size too big for her. Oh, and yeah. It's, it, it's like, a, kind of a puffy trench coat-looking thing. Uh, and when she bends over uh, uh, up in between her legs, like it, like, rises up, and you see the love cable, like, all coiled up and hanging. <laughs> You doing all right there, Marge? <laughs> oh, hang on.
2: Yeah, it's gone. Oh, it's passed. It's passed.
1: Just feeling like I'm going to barf, yeah.
2: <laughs> God, I wonder if that was like maybe the first take and like the sound guy was like, "Oh fuck, did you see it when it she was bent two over?" Takes. It was and two takes
0: like because the wire yeah. was different
2: between I... <laughs> Yeah.
1: Wait, yeah. The, the wire was still there, but it was different. It was different. Oh. Yeah. oh because it, it's it's
0: bunched up in the first take it's like it's like it's kind of like more coiled and then the second one you can just see it looped they're just like so boom. the second
2: one was probably the first take and the song guy was like fuck I didn't know she was going to bend over that much he's like here let me fix it. I, got it I got it I got it I got it
0: it's no playback Mike no one saw it <laughs> that's what I'm saying
2: Yeah, I can't count how many times I've had like Nate on set being like hey can you see that I'm like wait you didn't have n- playback in 96
0: no? <laughs> I don't think so
2: you didn't have uh, cameras with the B and C's and uh
0: in ninety sure six, did, right, yeah, right, sure yeah.
1: right? ninety six, yeah, they had. To I have. just
0: think film difficult because I I've recently played with a film like a thirty five film camera, bro, and just the the the, the VTR is terrible. Oh it yeah, yeah like, it looks like it's, dog shit. It's more yeah, for framing. It's like just yeah. framing. framing. It's, it's just 100%. for framing. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's it's total dog shit. You got no fidelity. Back when the DPs had power. No, no.
2: That's not what the images even look like. Yeah, it's going to be fine, I promise. Me. Trust me.
0: And the whole time you're like sweating bullets. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> even all the big DPs are like, "Holy shit, I hope that came out." Like, <laughs> God, the number that, of times push that push stop, that two stops, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody feels it, man. Oh, yeah. Shit, man, even today, like uh, with playback, every at the end of every shoot, I'm like, "Oh fuck, man. Did we did we get that? Well, I think we're good, right? We're good, right?" Fuck. Yep. <laughs> I watched it on set. I watched the record
2: button every time it was happening. I checked the playback. We got that right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
0: yeah, fine. I'm not gonna debate you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. <laughs> I'm not gonna debate you. <laughs> not here to debate you, Jerry. <laughs> you said you were gonna be here at 7:30. They said they said 8:30. Gee, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, what a mix-up this oh, must yeah. be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gee.
2: Oh gee. Oh, oh, gee. Fucking Steve Buscemi's
1: great. God, he's so
2: good in this. Yeah. Everybody yeah, he is. He's, really good, but he's great. He's a really strong he's a really f- character. He's yeah. really funny looking. Just just in a general sense.
0: He's a little guy. Kind of funny looking. <laughs> uh, in what way? <laughs> just a general kind of way.
2: <laughs> uh, I've like, three different people say that.
0: Yeah, and... That shot that you're talking about there, where the guy comes out and he's like telling the story how you know Steve Buscemi like showed up at the bar was wanting to find some yeah. pussy. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, it's going yeah. crazy up at the lake. Yeah. <laughs> um, that shot had to be shot like completely closed down on the lens, or uh, because everything's in focus. Yeah. Like all the way, like you know, fucking hundred yards in the background. Uh, you know, they got this massive like. Uh, cotton gin or whatever yeah. it's massive like all everything's perfectly in focus and i was like wow this looks really cool like you know we, we, we normally wouldn't think to do that it's like perfectly exposed but it's like you know everything's in focus there's like no depth of field i was like i love this this is really interesting because well, i want to see all that yeah crazy you want to you want to yeah. see
2: the stuff also it's it like there's the implication of of the brightness of the snow of the the sunlight happening like deacons has talked a lot of times on his podcast about um people shooting outside in direct sunlight at like a 1.8 or a 2.5 or something ridiculous. And it's like, it makes no sense. You're outside. You should see more than just this tiny little sliver of focus. Like, yeah. and clearly he's felt for a long time that if you're outside, just stop down your lens. Maybe you need to add ND a little bit, but like stop down the lens because it makes sense. You're outside. You should see more. i seen how the, the human eye processes it. It works in this for sure.
0: Yeah, especially for that frame, just that that whole thing. Because I mean, yeah, it's a nice, it's, it's wide single, shot. yeah, it's single take. It, you know, your your eye during it, you're you know, during this long thing, you're gonna scan the entire image multiple times. You know, so it gives you more shit to look at instead of everything out of focus except for just the people. It was, it was a really good choice, and I love that a lot. Well, I think that it,
2: that also juxtaposes to most of this movie because there's there's so many times so little to look at because there's so much like. Snow and just starkness of of bland that the few times when there are, you get a little bit of a lingering shot. You do get the opportunity to kind of look around the frame and there's things to look at. I think that's that's the Cohen's kind of saying, let's give them a little bit of a mental break while they get to listen to and process this kind of longer shot. It's interesting how they play with pacing in that sort of a way, because if this was a shallow depth of field shot or if if it was, you know, standard coverage and they went into, you know, close ups and two shots and stuff like how much more impact this scene would have felt like it needed to be when it was really just confirming, hey, we know where they are. They know where they are and this is going to move it forward. In such yeah, a- this is how we get there. Yeah, this is
0: how we get to the end.
2: I also think that uh, when, I don't know when he's
1: interviewing that one guy and he's talking to the cop about his Steve Buscemi story. It does have like a, a handheld cops feel right there, and I think they yeah, are yeah, a little bit, yeah, for sure. I think they're going for that and they're leaning into that because there's even a shot before we even get out with like the we're riding along in the car before the officer gets out. So yeah, I think I think that is what
0: they're trying to imply and go with and for that with, with one this- scene. With as many car scenes as there are in this one, I just really want to give it uh, like props to um, Roger Deakins for making the Coen Brothers not put the camera on the fucking bumper. Uh, I really appreciate that. What you mean uh, the front bumper? Yeah, they they, they I, do that in all their movies.
2: They, uh, there's it's in this one too. Is it yeah. in this one? Yeah. Oh goddamn yeah. it! I missed it. It's on the it's on the bumper. It's it's when I think it's right after they kidnap her when they're on that super dark road. There's a moment where you you see just they like, went to the bumper. Yeah.
0: God. Do you see the camera in the shot at all? I mean, the car in the shot at all?
2: No, no,
0: it's just that. just the just ah, the road. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they even made Deacons yeah. do that. Gross. Yeah, don't like. I was it. like, oh look, it's the classic <laughs> Cohen's
2: brother shot where where you only see yes. the road and they We're, drive yeah. in the middle like, of the fucking road and you see the the line coming through the dead center of the camera and all right, you see damn. the two, two lights. the Terminator two, later later two shot. <sighs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was Terminator 2
2: before Blood Simple? Because they've been doing that shit for a long time. I don't know, time. but Terminator
1: 2, like, just, I don't know. I, I just etched in my brain.
2: <laughs> just because that's the first time you saw it, Brian, doesn't mean it's the first time it was used.
0: It's the most famous road ever. I'm not going to debate you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, just, that's just your phrase now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not going de- to debate you, Mike. <laughs>
0: Wait, what the fuck are we doing then? <laughs> We're gonna do a dissolve fade this next scene. Do you think that this movie had fucking uh, product placement deals?
2: Why were there like some Coke cans and shit like uh, that?
0: Hardee's, Arby's. Oh my god, Arby's. you're right. you right.
2: Arby's the only one I
1: saw. What was McDonald's? Hello?
0: Hardee's. She goes. She goes. She goes to, she goes to the Hardee's <laughs> in with fucking Har. Like like a goddamn commercial. Hello. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah but that's making them look bad, down. though. That's not making them.
0: No, and then she's eating their fucking sandwich.
1: Yeah, but, like, it makes it look like she's waiting out there fucking forever. Like, I, you know, I was here, like, right when the restaurant opened. Like, why? What, what's going on here? And then she's eating by herself alone in the car.
0: I don't know if that's... No, that's, that's not making your product look good and sexy Oh no, no Actually, you know what? And, and her Arby sandwich didn't look very appetizing either. Yeah. Um, it looked big, though. I was like, damn, that used to be pretty big. <laughs> um, yeah, man, those roast beef and cheddars are fucking massive <laughs> back in the day. Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Gene, Gene went to McDonald's instead of eating the burger at home. I can tell you what, they're not drinking milkshakes over there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gonna just let him let him leave his dinner and then go to the restaurant. Hey, why
0: does he need to go to the restaurant? He can just have, he's gonna have a dinner here. He'll be home by nine. Get over it. He's just hanging out with his
2: friends. That's all right. That that kid's gonna be so
1: fucked up. His entire family, uh Dude. and his dad. You know, like, they, God damn, they're
0: all gone. He's yeah. an orphan now. Yeah.
2: He yeah, said we should true. call
0: the cops. Is, his moment in the in the room. Yeah. Is everything okay? <laughs> that's the last time you
2: hear his voice.
0: <laughs> I like It was his last
2: appearance in this fucking movie before <laughs> his grandfather's murdered, his father is taken to jail, and his mother is dead. Is everything okay? You know, I,
0: no, I didn't really catch it on my first viewing, <laughs> uh, but th- uh, when I watched it again today, like, uh, Jerry goes and picks up fucking, uh, Wade's body And puts it in the trunk Yeah And then he goes home yeah. And so just, why, he's why riding around fuck? With the body like, In the fucking car Why is that like, <laughs> helpful
2: Why is that good Like just fucking Leave it there Like what the hell <laughs> I thought he
1: left it there I thought he was gonna Like cover it up with snow Or something like that Yeah or, like, You see the trunk open You're like Oh he's not gonna Take it with him You know like, Cause he sees nope. He sees the uh, The ticket take
0: it Or what is it well, The not garage until After he's already Loaded the body Right
1: yeah And he didn't take that body But then the cops Later on in the movie Are like oh yeah We're still missing The father-in-law And it's just like Cause he's in the trunk, and then you see him pull off at the interview. And you're yeah. like, and they don't make a big deal out
0: of it in the movie either. No, you, no, you it, just, it just happens, shot. and it's just part of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's that's totally downplayed.
0: Also, speaking of bodies, like when Marge and uh, the other uh, uh, really funny talking cop go and they're and they're like uh, surveilling the the scene where the state trooper was killed, and then the the two passerby's yeah. They just leave the fucking scene with the bodies out there. You want to go get some food? Uh, you know they just fucking leave. I'm like, they, what? Well she? You just gonna leave fucking dead Whoa, bodies? She
2: she said, "Where is everyone yeah. else?" And he's like, "Well, it's cold." It's like, cold. no shit. This is I know but what I'm saying. We is live is in they, they're, fucking they're, they're,
0: Minnesota. Come yeah, on. but, but they could have hung out until like the fucking coroner shows up. Who or else something. is just who else is gonna, the, gonna the,
2: come fuck with that? Mike, shit? Mike, somebody
0: like, can come out. I, I love that red jacket, by the way. You know, like,
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, Prince's red jacket.
0: Yeah, what the fuck was that guy?
2: <laughs> did you guys catch the uh, Prince logo in the in the credits?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, some joke. The Cohen Man in, Brothers,
2: Manninfield, and it's Prince's Prince's logo when he became the artist, formerly known as Prince. It's turned on its side and has a little smiley face in it. Well, that's the uh, that's their storyboard artist. So I watched yeah. it and I was like, that was fucking Prince's logo, and I had to rewind it because Ginger was so like, Why like, is Wait, what? Prince's
0: logo in there? Why, why okay, did they so do that?
2: apparently the story goes that. Prince and the Coen brothers know each other. They're buds because they're all from Minnesota, which I can attest to. I used to live in Minnesota and I drove past Prince's studio all the time. It's pretty dope. Uh, Apparently, they wanted him to be in the movie as this little kind of cameo situation of just being like the guy in the car or being the person in the field or whatever. And like there was a weird scheduling conflict. And so he didn't get to show up on that day. So the storyboard artist was like, I'll do it. And then they made the joke of, oh, yeah, here, I'll give you Prince's logo instead of my name for the thing because it was supposed to be him. And so it was just like a joke between all of Hmm. them. And then it became this like crazy legendary, like, did you watch the credits to that and see Prince in there? I didn't see him in the movie. Where's it going? So it was like an urban legend for a long time. But no,
1: Prince is not in the movie. Damn it. (laughs) There is no purple rain in Fargo.
0: He rolls up on a motorcycle. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's like I don't know about them doves but I'm gonna make all you bitches cry right now
0: oh
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh gee oh. can you tell me anything about Prince oh he w- I can tell you he wasn't <laughs> circumcised
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh okay I'll write that down <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good to know good to know I love her face oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah? <laughs> that fucking wig is great, dude. Her fucking eyes and her eyebrows work so
0: well with that wig. It's a wig? I assumed it was a wig. No, man. I think that's her hair. Do you think? No, her yeah, hair's not teased that big. Out. No. bro. You can, te- Bro, you ever heard of fucking hairspray? Come on, man. You can tease it out. <laughs> no, I mean. That's totally her hair, man. It was
2: supposed to be the 80s. It's totally her hair. All right, I'm going to look that's it up hair.
0: right now. I wish you would. There's no way that is her hair. Brian, just because you don't have hair. like, like That's her <laughs> hair.
2: Shots fire.
0: It's fucking like, you know, that's just Harry and me right there.
1: No, nope, Francis McDormand wears a wig. When I do the accent oh. and people ask me to do the Minnesotan accent, I can't do it unless I'm wearing the wig in the cop-out uniform.
0: God damn it, that's a good wig. It's a great wig.
1: No, dude, that does not look like her hair. Like, blood simple is her fucking hair. That is what hair looks like on film. That would have to be, like, so ridiculously teased and dyed. I guess you could do it, but, you know, I don't know. She doesn't look like she got that full body.
2: Still talking about the hair, Brian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, tomato, tomato, you know, you be the judge. (laughs) What are we talking about? I don't even know. What are we talking about? You know, it sounds like we need to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for uh, Joel and Ethan Coen's Fargo. We'll be back.
0: I'm uh, Jerry Lundegaard. You got the car? You bet. Brand new burnt numbers here. You want your own wife kidnapped. Her dad, he's real well off. So why don't you just ask him for the money?
2: <laughs> See, these are personal matters. Personal matters? I Wait, it's Jerry. I don't know what to do. It's my wife. We gotta talk. It's something poor geez. It's terrible. Oh, I got for a Sierra with a Tech
0: starting DLR. I'm not sure that I agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lou. I think that vehicle there probably had dealer plates. Jeez. DLR? No, they said no
1: cops. Here's the second one. So we got a trooper, pull someone over. Is
2: this a new car then, sir? Oh,
1: certainly is Officer still got that smell there's a high-speed pursuit we got a shooting and then this execution type deal a million dollars a lot of damn money they got my daughter
0: Hi, you hi grab some lunch margie what are those night crawlers oh yeah looks pretty good how's jean who's jean my wife <laughs> well the little guy he was kind of funny looking you were having sex with a the little then. yeah
1: you mind if i sit down Trying quite a load here. where's
2: jerry it's Got your damn money now where's my daughter jeez
1: oh, blood has been shit we now
2: want the entire eighty thousand. i answered the darn i'm cooperating here you
1: have no call to get sniffled with me i'm just doing my job here <gasps> what do you fellas got yourself
2: mixed up in
0: police so is there anything else you can tell me about him he wasn't circumcised oh yeah
1: Alright, we're back. That was the Coen Brothers' <gasps> Fargo.
2: Good trailer.
0: It is a good trailer.
2: It was a great trailer right up until the end when the last like eight shots were all slow mo things of like major plot points happening.
0: You only really know that because you've seen the movie recently. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know. The shot of the dude swinging the fucking axe like seems like a thing that I would be looking for for the whole fucking movie. It bothers me. I th- you know, that one doesn't bother me because that's so quick. Like, I mean, you
1: barely no, have time the to The shot recognize. in the movie
2: is so quick yeah. that it, it's it's intense and it's it's impactful because it's quick. Slowing that specific shot down that was clearly never intended to be slowed down, uh, I think it kind of takes away from it a little bit, actually. I got I to gotta say. I feel like by that point in the trailer, I was already sold. I was already going to watch the movie. I didn't need, like, four more shots that gave away, like, key critical information kind of moments just because they were... More violent, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know. I'm. Mean, yeah, you know. You got Steve Buscemi here. Come on. You. you they're definitely leaning into the uh, the Tarantino Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction had already been out.
2: Oh, uh, okay. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I still disagree with the choice. That's what they leaning into. Understand what they were maybe going for. I will say. Uh, did you? Did, did anybody see
1: this in theaters? Oh no way, Brian. All right. You uh, know what? It
2: Came out in 1996, Brian. <sighs> I did. I was
1: twelve. Well, let me <laughs> let me give you a list <laughs> of movies that I saw instead of this in theaters.
0: Okay. <laughs> in '96. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. This this tells you how uh, I, I was a kid. All right. All right. Hellraiser, <laughs> Bloodline. You saw
0: that in theaters? In
1: theaters? Yeah, my mom took me to it. That was my first uh, Hellraiser film in theaters. You need to talk to your mom. Uh,
0: (laughs) Jesus needs
2: to talk to your mom. (laughs) Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. me. Oh my God, you saw that in the
0: theater? Holy (laughs) shit. That's amazing. Uh,
2: Executive
1: Decision, James and the Giant Peach. Oh, wow. The Substitute, The Quest, and The Craft.
0: You saw The The Substitute in theaters?
1: Yeah, with Tom Berenger. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that's where, a good movie. Where he's the teacher that kicks all the kids' ass. Yeah. That are uh, little shits and, like, selling cokes and, what are they, gangbangers
0: or something? I forget what fuck they Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since theaters. What was the last one? Uh, what was the last Oh, The, the craft. craft. The Craft. Oh, f- dude. Lies as a feather, stiff as a board. Lies yeah. as a feather, stiff as a board. Just like my dick at the time watching that movie, bro. Like, that dude, oh. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> was only watching it for <laughs> Nev Campbell at the time. Only oh, watching dude, it for Nev yeah. Campbell. Yeah, No nah, man. Well, scary, ass didn't fucking, fucking Boris mm-hmm. Bab, bro. Like,
1: no, uh, no. Yeah no, that that woman. Uh, you know, there was a time where I thought she looked like Satan incarnate.
0: Oh, she's like, super like, scary in what? that, bro. Wow. Especially when she was Vicky Valancourt in fucking Waterboy. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: no. She 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 had a scary like uh you know I think it's 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 the too much teeth and then she wore dark makeup in that movie yeah like the black lipstick yeah yeah I think it was just
0: like you know they really lean into the teeth in that movie oh yeah they do yeah they know you know she knows she knows she knows (laughs) she knows
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no I didn't see this in theaters either I caught it uh, on VHS afterwards after like uh when it's Oscars.
2: Wait, so you saw it like in the '90s when it came out?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, my parents rented it, uh, and we we all watched it as a family.
2: That's pretty dope. Mm, you know, yeah. were your were your parents like, oh geez, that just happened whoa, there? Oh geez, oh yeah. I mean, everybody does that, right? Right? after you watch the movie,
1: everyone does the accent <laughs> afterwards. I mean, you're not How humorized, it? Brian. That no, you're I, I the meant like, scene. were
2: they legitimately saying that while the movie was happening? Like, Uh-oh. oh gee, Brian, you shouldn't be looking at this there. No. This
0: mutual sex scene in this hotel is bad for the kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd already seen Pulp Fiction with my family at this point, so like Fargo oh was God. like a nothing.
2: Yeah, okay. That makes sense.
0: What are you talking about Pulp Fiction? You just... Oh, well, Pulp Fiction. That's right. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my head, I was thinking yeah. Reservoir Dogs, just like the ear <laughs> or whatever.
1: <laughs> it got a little awkward when Ving uh, Rams is getting like, ass-raped, and my dad's like, should I have... Uh, do we... So do you know what's happening? Yep. Okay, cool. We're good. Moving on. <laughs> Nobody says anything else.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. How do you have that conversation? Oh, we, you know what's happening? Yep. Cool. Moving on.
0: I'm not going to debate this with you, Brian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dan, what's sodomy? I don't understand. Why does it keep bumping the other guy? <laughs>
0: Why is he trying to help him
1: up like that? <laughs> he looks like he doesn't want to have the apple in his mouth.
2: Oh, oh I fell over. Oh, I fell over I fell again. Over oh, wait—that's an Austin Powers <laughs> movie. Sorry, don't no, no, no,
0: no. Felicity Shagwell.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and this is how we get derailed when Kristen's not here. It does happen. It does happen.
1: I, I guess we should say uh, I already mentioned uh, Francis McDormand won Best Actress, and the the movie did win uh, Best Screenplay. Oh, okay. Original screenplay,
2: pretty well. Even written. though it, even though it was uh, true events, counted kind of as original Based screenplay. Based a true story, that never. <laughs> happened. No, one, no one wrote a book about it before. Based on a true story, you, that could have happened if it had it is. Someone actually
0: happened. has pushed, put somebody through a wood chipper. So that's true.
1: Oh, that part is true. Uh, but that happened in the '60s Ooh, in damn. Minnesota. But yeah, th- th- that part was true. And then um, the, I think the the embezzling money. Through a car company i think that's also well, based you know on that happens
0: trip. yeah that definitely happens um what chipper good idea bad idea i mean it's gr- visually fucking amazing there's something it's about visually like, it's fucking like,
2: crazy and,
0: and hearing it
2: yeah uh,
0: i got well, like the, the distance. whole time she's walking up it's like what yeah. is that
2: noise oh my
0: god i had it ruined crazy. for me i wish I, I mean i wish i didn't know it but like when you bring up Fargo is like, oh, the Woodchipper movie. Like that's what people say. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. hard to go yeah. into it not knowing that's coming. And so you're like, oh, here's the scene. But Yeah, that's true. It doesn't make sense as a criminal, uh, to do that because you're making a really big mess. But it's visually amazing. That blood against the white snow Dude. is awesome.
2: No, I okay, I was thinking about that watching it for a second time. I was like, you're so close to a lake. Like at least do it like over the lake so that maybe when it like when it on melts. Freezes, it's gonna fucking go somewhere. Like fucking planet
0: Hoth. If oh this, no, this I know it does not thaw out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Trust <laughs> me,
2: I have lived in Minnesota for three years. It is fucking cold. It that shit like it snowed in the end of May one time, and I was like, okay, yeah, no, this tracks. Got it, got it. I don't this know.
1: It's not 80, a terrible way to dispose a body though. I mean it, it he needed a receptacle. To put the liquid pieces, yeah, in chunks in,
2: yeah. Had he put like a you know fucking trash can or some shit like that in it front? of It comes out so with at such velocity. There's no
0: way you, you'd have to like. They have like giant uh, trucks. That they yeah. blow it into, you know, it has to be something that big. You can't just put a plastic bag over it. Just I just love saying. that you see the
2: fucking sock, the socked foot sticking out of it. It and looks he's like really good. Pushing, too. it looks really and he's real. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, it looks so fucking
0: real. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> when he grabs the With piece the wood. of wood and he's trying to show it.
2: <laughs> oh my god it's amazing it's,
0: it's so loud you know he can't yeah. hear her. I just love that and she, she like points to her hat she's like fucking like, cop motherfucker like- oh I love that <laughs> yeah.
1: okay. all those moments are perfect oh, they're so perfect
0: yeah
2: dude that's I mean that is the brilliance of this movie right there like cause it's just so perfectly sound mixed that you you feel the sound of the chipper and you 100% like, like the volume of their voice compared to the sound of the chipper like that is absolutely what it would sound like if
0: you're standing next to it it's so fucking perfect, and and her awkwardness, like she's she's a good cop. She she understands. I mean, she's she she's got the deductive reasoning and all the stuff down. Oh and, yeah, you know, like, but you know, <laughs> she's super fucking awkward. You know, <laughs> just how she like shoots and then like when she's like trying to walk out there and just, she's just she's, like she just feels so fucking awkward or or like when. Uh, when dude, like, leaves the office, he's gonna go count the cars, and he ends up, like, driving away. She's like, ah, he's, he's, he's fleeing the interview! He's fleeing the interview! You know, like, she just can't even fucking deal with it. She's like, oh my <laughs> god, like, what do I do? Like- <laughs> it's so great.
2: Honestly, one of my favorite moments in this whole movie is the one that everybody talks about doesn't necessarily need to be in it. Like, should have been a deleted scene. When she goes to the fucking Radisson and talks to Mike. You got reasonable
0: the- prices at the Radisson. <laughs>
2: Dude, okay, when she calls that (laughs) random person in Minneapolis or whatever, and she's like, oh, hey, do you know of any good place to get lunch? Oh, the Radisson. And I was like, you just recommended to a person coming in from out of town that the best place to go for lunch is a goddamn hotel. It's the 80s, Mike. That's what we had. (laughs) That is literally
0: what Ginger said. (laughs) Like, I don't know, you don't know. Because like, probably, like... that's
2: what's well, that's that is what's but I don't know. It's
0: probably in between, like, you know, you might have your, like, little, like, um, plate lunch type place, you know? Because I remember as a kid, there were a lot of these, like, like cafeteria-style um, buffet things. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like they had up in... Like, in like, oh, Hill. no, they exactly had in this yeah. fucking movie. They went yes. and had a fucking, like, exactly that, yeah. <laughs> and and um, Brainerd. Yeah, and they also have fucking, like, fast food shit, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Or you go to like Shoney's or something So if you oh want something like Shoney's. like the next step You know yeah you go to the fucking Radisson
2: I love when she walks in and he's like Here we are at the Radisson it's pretty good here Like they what, got great stuff for, like- <laughs> What do you mean they didn't have restaurants
0: Where, where you were in the 80's No but, you know, I guarantee you like, like with, If they went to like a restaurant It would probably be more expensive that's why she was like Oh are they reasonable you know like if you go to a restaurant You're going to think it's going to be fancy
2: I don't understand that I, as a concept
0: that a, a hotel will
2: be less fancy than just yeah, a restaurant. Yeah,
1: usually the hotel was where you had to get dressed up for. You know that that was yeah. a fancy spot. Look like they was went to a Chili's. supposed to you be a fancy <laughs> spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: where small business happens.
1: Yeah, I remember Our, the eighties used to have like all those restaurants. You know, like the mom and pop places. You know, and all the local establishments. Yeah. We used to have a lot of that back in the day. Not so much anymore, cause of now we have the chilies and everything like that.
0: And all the chain stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm always looking for the hole in the wall. If there's not like a certain level of like grime. Then I really don't want to eat there. Like I need a little bit of grime just so I know it's fucking real, you know?
2: Yeah, I need I need to go to a place where they obviously spend more time cooking the food than they do
0: cleaning up after the people I'm just who totally ate Totally fine. Here. I don't yeah, want to walk exactly. on the roaches, the best, but I want to see one in the bathroom, okay? Bro, I'm telling you, yeah. I agree with that. Some of the best uh Indian and Mexican restaurants I've been to are are fucking disgusting, but god, they're good. Maybe two roaches in the bathroom, okay? Yeah, yeah, that, you know, but that that's it. That's it. You get some really bad roaches in there. <laughs> you got a fucking switchblade. <laughs> I'll cut you, motherfucker. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's occupied. Oh, oh, I'm, sorry. oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. i didn't know. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll come back later. Um, great world building in this. Like, like it, it feels. It feels like a lived-in world. You it know, does. even it's... Though, even like everybody's playing a fucking character. You know, it feels real. You know, it, it feels it feels uh, legit. It's very honest.
1: I know I know you brought up uh, that scene where she meets up with the the guy at the, at
2: the Radisson. We were joking earlier. Uh but wh- why do you think that's wh- why do you think that is in the movie? I I think it's in the movie because it's the best like explanation of her character and the world that she's in. As soon as the dude like tries to sit on the same side of the of the the booth, she's like, "No, that doesn't make me comfortable." Like and like she's honest, she's candid, she's direct. But she's so fucking nice about it that she like legitimately wants to be like a good friend for this dude that she hasn't seen in fucking probably since high school or whatever or college or whatever they went to. And like it just it says so much about her motivations and the way that she feels about the world because aside from this interaction, the only thing that we really have is her and her deputies and her husband. Which her husband has a familiarity that is great and communicates a lot, but it's still it's a familiarity. And the deputy guy's like, Oh, I don't think you're doing great police work. All right, well you're a gentle coach, but you're also like helping them along, but also you don't expect much from the dudes that are working with you. This is this is her with someone that she kind of used to know doesn't have direct contact with on a normal basis and and it it establishes how we can expect her to move along when she actually goes to interact with fucking william h macy or anyone else that she finds that's actually doing the shit that we're watching the whole rest of the movie
0: but he lies but yeah but what's interesting is yeah he lies and she takes his lie as truth and then she finds out later that you know oh shit uh, he could have fucking like murdered me and thrown me in a fucking ditch somewhere
2: he could have but she didn't she didn't fucking stand for it because she has power and she doesn't she doesn't reduce her power she has empathy and she doesn't reduce her empathy she has like a willingness to engage with the people wherever they are showing her that she's that they're at and take them at face value but also to like look past it and and like
0: set up boundaries like again she does stand up for herself you don't have to be snippy with me sir i'm just doing my job right right
2: Like when that comes, like it makes sense when she's—it's the same exact tone that she gives. Of no, it would make me more comfortable if you're on the other side of the booth, so I can see you. Look how nice it is. She's, she's a, a mom so much as well, better, like, right? She
0: mom, she she's mom to everybody. Like like at the end when, when she tells the guy, you know, you know, you killed all these people for what? You know, for a little bit of money. You know, there's so, so there's much a lot more, to more life. in the world. Yeah, so much more than than, than that. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful it's such day. a great moment. And look, it's a beautiful day. <laughs>
2: It's the shot that opens and closes the movie, all the fucking white out, and she's like, it's a beautiful
0: day. It's fucking snowing, lady. (laughs) I love that. I love that, like, doing a a dip dip from white. I love it. Through the snow. Love it. Amazing. I don't know. When
2: I first saw this movie, I was like, that was a great fucking scene. I loved it. And then I heard later that people are like, why is that scene in the movie? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't tell you anything about the character. I'm like, do you guys not understand anything about tone? Or like character backstory is interesting.
0: Yeah, is, is interesting to go like you know she's in a very happy marriage. Like yeah. they like you know it, it seems like that they're the most put together people in the entire film. You know yeah. they they support each other. Yeah, but she gets the phone call. She obviously feels flattered by
2: it. You can tell by her reaction.
0: Oh, she comes in but going go to see him. She sees oh, him. Oh yeah, and she, she fixes she messes her hair. hair. Yeah, she dresses up yep.
2: differently than she does. Yeah. She's not wearing her cop uniform, so she, she changes clothes.
1: How happy married are there? Is she thinking about some things on the other side of the track? I don't know. Maybe is this the guy that was nice to her in high school? Maybe she's you know older in her life, thinking about like, oh, this guy thought about me after all these years. I don't know. It is very bizarre. But like when he does sit across, uh, he comes across the table on the other side. She does have a reaction, but it, it is weird on her face because it is like. It's not altogether like unpleasant. It's just like, oh, yeah. this, this yeah. is, this is too much too quick. Yep. Like I, I needed to get through into my diet coke here first. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is bizarre. And then like how she, like she doesn't confront him later or call anybody else. We never see a scene with that. So like once she finds out that the, the guy she met, her old classmates lying to her, it's just, it's just dropped. So it's like, that's not really like, that's for us to see how she handles this, right? And I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't
0: push the story. It's a it's just a, it's a char- it's a character moment. But that's yeah, it.
1: I don't know what exactly that means for anything else, and what I'm really supposed to take away from it.
0: it it's a uh, remember these guys make these movies to, to make cool things. It doesn't mean any fucking thing. Is an interesting <laughs> moment. Seriously, that's the way they talk. Like yeah. this is this yeah. is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, it's a it's a weird little thing, and uh, it, it's because you know it is what it is.
1: I mean, the title's a fucking throwaway. There's The opening scene takes place in Fargo, and that's it. Why is this movie called Fargo? The directors say, Oh, it sounded better than uh, any of the other towns in the movie. Oh,
0: okay. Because you can't say Fargo without saying Fargo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, fair enough. All right, maybe that was it. (laughs) They are geniuses. (laughs) Gee, sorry. (laughs) Gee, golly. Oh. You're darn tootin' they're geniuses. Hey, 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 let's watch that language there. <laughs> oh gee, I'm sorry. I just I just got all oh What let's talk about budget there, uh Brian. Budget was seven million. It made sixty point mm. six worldwide. Holy shit. Uh it made twenty four point six in the United States in its uh, original run.
0: Nice. They did all right. They did really good.
1: That was a big hit for the, the Cohen brothers.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of locations in this. Like, they're going to a lot of places, and they have some pretty big name people in it. Well, all, were all of these people big names back in '96 when this came out, or were I don't know? Like, William H. Macy was—he wasn't huge, was he? Or was he? I don't. Nobody know. Nobody even knew about. him. Yeah,
1: yeah, he hadn't done any of the uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I mean, he had done some bit parts and some things. Um, you stuff you can go back and watch uh, from the late '80s and early '90s, and you'll see William H Macy show up for like a scene as like a a You're doctor like, or oh, psychiatrist hey. or something. You're <laughs> like, oh look, there it yeah. goes, there it goes. But you yeah, know, okay. you never would have picked him out before. Uh, Frances McDormand, she done the uh, you know a bunch of the Cohen movies. She was in Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, and Blood Simple. She was
2: in Dark Man. Oh yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't think she had any really like huge, huge hit. So was Steve Buscemi like kind of the big hitter in this film? Yeah, he like, was when it came out. He, he was like, "Holy shit, he's in this movie." Okay. he was kind of the
1: uh the indie darling. Well, even uh even the audio commentary with uh, Roger Deakins, Roger Deakins was like, "You know, when the movie when we were shooting the movie, it, it was just like, you know, there's the criminal guys, you know. It was them in the car, yeah. and, like that's what we were all talked about and that's like kind of like the whole life of the set was. It's like, "Oh, what are these hmm. two characters going to do today?" And it's like, nobody thought that, you know, Francis McDormand's cop character would be a connection with audiences and even win an Oscar. Like, that just kind of, like, dumbfounded all of them.
2: Wow, that's interesting.
0: That's awesome. Hmm. That's the way it should be, you know? It just happened.
1: I think that's the way it is, right? You know, like, you can't really... When you, when you try to yep. plan for something too hard, you yep. end up fucking it up, kind of.
0: You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, when, when you think about, it, like, uh, what's, what's, a, what's a song? Free Bird. You know, some ridiculous song like that. Like, when they were recording that, we are like, oh, is, is everybody in the world going to know this song? <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they will. But you don't know it at the time.
1: You know, maybe that's a bad example. The kids today know Freebird. My kids, do, I don't know if they know. I don't know if my kids
0: know Freebird. <laughs> maybe I'm a bad parent. Okay. There's some fucking, <laughs> some fucking Drake song or something. You know? Tell me I'm a bad parent without telling you like, what's, a, what's, a, what's a fucking Taylor Swift song? I mean, I, 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 see, I don't know it, but yeah. <laughs> no, but that's
2: true. That is that is the endeavor that that artists take on. It's like, I'm going to make this thing. And preferably, an artist would make the thing because the artist wants to make it. And when there's a level of, of truth to it that connects to other people... You can't predict that. Like, you can maybe anticipate it, you can maybe correlate it, but you can't predict it. And that is the struggle of the movie business, is all of these ways that we try to measure, oh, well, this... Director equals this income. This actor equals this many butts in seats. This so and so. This fucking – You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the entire game that that everyone tries to play of how can we figure out how much money this one thing is going to bring in? And you just you, sometimes you just don't know because it's fucking lightning in a bottle. And you can have the greatest minds working on an interesting project, and sometimes it just doesn't fucking work. And so when a movie gets made, it's a miracle. When a movie's a hit, it's fucking magic. And if it's actually
1: good, oh my god, how often (laughs) is that? Look the fuck out. Trifecta. I mean, we only got like two decent movies all summer. Fuck. Barbie and Oppenheimer, and everything else was kind of disappointing or meh.
2: Yeah, that's kind of wild.
1: Yeah. Even that
2: new Mission Impossible movie was just like, eh. Oh, I wanted to like it so much, and I was like, wow, maybe the next one will make this one feel better.
1: Yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, all of it. What a letdown! Right? God. It was just. Oh, this was a bad summer. It was a good winter, though. <laughs> just needed more movies to come out. Oh, I I did think it was pretty interesting. Like uh, everybody was complaining all the uh, behind the scenes that apparently this was the warmest winter. Or the second Uh, warmest uh, winter ever for Minnesota. And they had to drive. uh, (laughs) They shot a bunch of locations like in different spots just because they were running out of snow. The snow would start melting.
2: And they're just
1: like, fuck. All right. Well, let's just drive up this road further up north until we hit snow. And then we'll pull over and stage the shit there.
2: So wow. like the whole thing where Steve Buscemi is like burying the million dollars or whatever that was like uh let's drive until we find enough snow. Yeah, they
1: were they were all super <laughs> disappointed with that scene cuz that was supposed he was supposed to like bury the suitcase, like
2: actually bury it, but that's all the snow they could get. So that's why oh, I, he's it's like, like a foot. God. Yeah. I was thinking about that while it was happening cuz it's like, oh, like what's he going to fucking bury it in like the ground is frozen, you can't like dig it up and he's got a fucking like three-inch long ice scraper and he just kind of scoops it on there and it's like, well, I guess he'll come back when it melts. Can you imagine being that farmer in like <laughs> fucking like well, July the- or some shit where you're like, what is this random-ass case that's just sitting outside my field?
0: Apparently that is told in the Fargo TV series.
2: Really? They actually yeah. like connected to the movie and shit like that? Yeah. Alright, well, that might be the first time I've heard a reason to actually watch it. It's a continuation, not a
0: Reimagination.
2: Interesting. But in not each season like different different characters and everything? Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't, like, you know, I, my understanding it. is that each season is, they don't, it's not like one concurrent situation where it's all hmm. the same characters. It's, it's except like, for that money gets passed yeah.
0: around. That's what it is. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Okay. I all was right, thinking right. it was
2: more like a true detective kind of thing where, where they're just like, yeah, here's some other random shit where people died and stuff happened.
0: Yeah. That's kind of why I said it. Right? <laughs> it always culminates in a wood chipper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's the connecting tissue. Maybe the woodchipper's wood chipper. nickname
0: is Fargo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the
1: wood chipper's name is Fargo. It's like a radio flyer, you know. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Apparently
1: there was a uh, a Japanese woman that um uh, saw this movie and uh also noticed at the end that the money was was buried and nobody nobody got it. So she uh Went up to Minnesota looking for the case Stop. and uh, actually froze to death out there.
2: No. Are yeah. you serious? Yep. Like said, hey, this is supposed to be based on a real true story. Yep. So maybe the the cops
1: even fuck. picked her up, held her in like a detaining area. Were like, even told her, like, man, that was a movie. That's not that real. That was a movie? She had a the map The movie on took
2: her. place nine years before it came out. <laughs> She had a map on what her and she's the like fuck? No,
1: I think I think I, I know where the, the The case is and she went out there. She ended up freezing
2: it up and she wow. went during the winter, why not like just wait till the snow? Because summer? part like, of it
0: you gotta go when the snow's there. What the the money won't appear unless it's snowing. <laughs> that is blowing
2: my fucking mind. Oh my god.
0: It won't appear unless it's it's like fucking leprechaun rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is,
2: right? <laughs>
0: You don't see a fucking rainbow, bro. That money ain't there. Oh my god. If there's not a
2: red ice pick on the side of the road, why are you even stopping?
0: If it, if I lived in that area and it was snowing, like I would go and stick random fucking like, you know, <laughs> red ice scrapers along oh the fence line. Oh my god. Every time
2: you see a fucking barbed wire fence, you're just like, "Hang on, yep, he here it pulls is." Pulls out of a out of a box with like forty more in <laughs> what, it. Yeah, like, God I, I God get a special Jared. order from China. I get like a whole <laughs> gross of them at a time. <laughs> People in Minnesota just driving along is that a ice night. I think I saw that in a movie. <sighs> we gotta stop. We'll be rich. There'll be a pot of gold <laughs> under there. Oh my God! You just oh. you have like mannequin fingers doing the fucking like. No, that's when you bird. sneak up behind
0: them and Dexter their ass. And, and that's like the the Fargo killer, you know. Oh, the Fargo killer. Yeah, yeah. Just building a lot of igloos.
1: The newest season of Dexter did pl- take place in snow, right?
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually not. It's actually not terrible. I finally finished it. It's uh, eh. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun to to see the characters again, and that score. Oh. That's part of Dexter. And that's true. I do like the score of Dexter. That is pretty good for television. And the score to this. Brian, very nice, right? Same same guy who always does their scores? Yeah. Carter Burwell? Yeah. Did a good job. Very yeah. eerie. Like, just think about the vibe at the end of the movie, you know? Oh, yeah. With that, with that weird... It's just I don't know. It's, it's kind of left on an interesting note, you know? He used some um,
1: Norwegian fucking nursery rhyme or some shit i don't know some
2: lullaby or some crap
1: is is what he used for the tune of the music
2: interesting just to give them the motif to like change yeah. everything from there interesting
0: it's something i've noticed in, in their films they they're really big into interesting you know a little bit off kilter with yeah. the score yeah it's yeah cool. where the
2: music is like giving you a vibe but it's not necessarily telling you what to feel it reminded me a lot of howard shore
1: I could see that, like yeah. uh, especially like uh, Silence of the Lambs, reminds me a lot of that, mm. Mm. or like Seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. like oddly creepy. Yeah, but it's still yeah. got that big, like you know, the, those big building moments. Yeah, they definitely that build feels filmic
0: for sure. Yeah, it definitely feels very cinematic, yeah. and and like the 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 images don't necessarily match. The t- you know what I mean like like the sound the the music is really building this tone it, it's 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 creating the odd feel to these otherwise fairly simple frames.
2: There's a lot of really simple frames in this. Like it
0: is, it is.
2: I love. I mean, the, it's it's the iconic one that I think everyone thinks about. But the the shot from the building where William H Macy walks out to the parking lot and it's just him, the parking lot that's covered in snow. Like it has become an iconic shot because everyone has seen it for twenty fucking years or whatever. But like. I, I I love the the how much is communicated in that one simple shot of him being completely by himself, and even when they go to that like it's not even a close up, but compared to the how wide the, the other shot is, but like when they show when they show him like freaking out and throwing the thing and he picks it oh, up and like then they great. they go back at the end of the sh- scene they go back to the that super wide shot, like I don't know if they just let it play in that enough to so that when they went in for close ups that it cut so well, but. Man, I just love how there's. It's he's just he's completely alone, and it communicates so much. Yeah, they made
1: the snow for that scene too. Did they really? really? Yeah, they put it on the cars. I uh, well, that scene doesn't have cars, but the the one where uh, Simi is going to the airport parking lot long
2: term. Holy right? shit! Yeah, and he spins around the thing, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Always oh, looking for the oldest car in the lot. Yeah. Got it. They cool. made. Uh, yeah, they that they, they also made the snow there too, but they put the
1: snow on the cars, and I love how. Like it. It looks like it. It's real. Dude, snow it looks bell. fucking
2: real. It looks amazing. It does yeah. look really that, good. Okay, did they just do the ones on the car, or did they also do like the entire? They top did everything? Of the parking yeah. Garage?
1: If you actually look outside of that, well, I was uh, listening to the commentary. That's that's actually the one where he goes into the. See, Basimi's in the airport parking lot. Uh, Roger yeah. Deacons was like, yeah, he's like, all that snow right there is uh, we made that." If you actually look off in the distance, you can see the parking lots are clear. And if you look up at <laughs> the the top of the frame, yeah, all the other parking lots are clean. There's no snow. <laughs> Holy shit. That's amazing.
2: cuz that looks so fucking real. Right, so, I it understand looks like it's been there for like weeks and goddamn, wow. So, if they if if the winter hadn't been quite as cold, it could have been like a 5 million dollar movie. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much uh how much time it
1: did add. I mean, they only shot from I mean, oh, I wrote down their shoot days cuz I was like, man, that's still Really short. January 22nd to March 22nd. That's
2: fucking two that's months. That's quick. That seems quick for something like this. Very, very efficient, maybe is a better word. That's nice for, you know, I mean, that's a lot of time for an
1: independent movie, not, not for a studio movie, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, 40 ish days, 50 ish days. It's kind of a nice area. Fuck 18 that's days. Nobody wants to do that, right?
2: No, no.
0: No, no. I hate that. Yeah, twenty eight days is too li- is too little. Fuck! I was on an
2: independent movie for a week that was shooting for three weeks total. I was there for like the middle part, and I was like, "God damn, you guys are pushing zombies." This shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit
1: sucks, man. And you're never getting really what you want to get. You don't have time to experiment and play. And no. Everybody always talks about pre-production. Pre-production is so important. But, like, I don't know. There is something, like, I mean, you have all the actors and all the props and everything's there.
2: And you got the camera. And, like, it is nice to have yeah. some some moments to, like, just play a little bit, man. Some time to let's roll two or three more takes on this scene and in three or four different angle setups. So not just, like, the wide version of the scene. Like, let's try some things. It takes time. It does. It takes a village. Um, huh. man, anybody got anything else? I think I've got
1: covered everything in my notes. Oh, I, I man, I laughed every single fucking time Steve to me. <laughs> After the cop got shot, he just kept going, "Whoa, daddy,
2: Whoa, <laughs> fucking blood in his mouth." Oh <laughs> man, so many daddies! I was also cracking oh. the fuck up. The first yeah. one, I was
1: like, "Oh, that's that's a weird choice." And then the second one, I busted out. I just lost my shit. <laughs> Who the fuck says that after watching somebody get murdered? <laughs> That's your reaction. Dude, the,
0: the blood blowing out of that dude's head was awesome.
1: Oh, that was good. Uh, that was
0: good. That was good. Yeah. Like a fucking brain geyser. Yeah. That was nice. A brain geyser in brainerd. <laughs> hey, there you go. He got
1: brainerd, am I right? I wish we gotten to see the uh, girl getting shot in the car
0: you see every oh, the one that they up. discovered later, yeah. Were, yeah. yeah. Apparently went through her hand, yeah. Well, that's a defensive wound, there, eh?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, that. Okay, maybe that's why they didn't show it because they're like, oh, that joke's here. Yeah. All right, all yeah. right, all
2: right. No, I I thought that was that was interesting because like because we didn't see it, we can extrapolate what happened based on seeing how brutal he was to kill the one guy, and then she leans, he leans down, and you see
0: him fucking like shoot into the camera. No, he like he aims. He takes his time too. He doesn't do it quick. He's like, bang. You know,
2: (laughs) like I feel like we got enough, especially to have that line later to to be able to be like, oh, she was scared. She put her hand up. All that shit. Like uh, you you show more, and then the movie becomes two and a half hours. Like I I I feel like this is really economic filmmaking.
0: Oh, it's it's a perfect length. It yeah. You you feel like you got so much, even though the film is fairly short. Yeah. Yeah, the Coens, if they have if they have ever known anything,
2: it's how much they can show and get away with not showing. Nah, you don't need to build that wall. We're just going to be on this one angle. Cool. Okay. All right, I got to ask the question. Is this their best movie then?
1: I mean, is, is this their best film? Mm-hmm. I haven't
0: seen enough of them to really judge it.
2: Uh, yeah, I also don't feel like I've seen all of their films. I've seen maybe
0: 60%-ish. Well, this is my first time seeing this movie. Um, really? Really? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. Now I need to go back and watch No Country to kind of see how it yeah, I also I, do too. I also want that <laughs> yeah. cuz I feel like I, I
2: don't remember if I watched No Country or Fargo first, but I saw them around the same and time. And I need to see Hudsucker. I haven't seen that one, you know, for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to re- I really want to rewatch True Grit and No Country, but like No Country I felt like was so methodically slow that i can understand people being like super bored in it and and i could see the the cohen's being like yeah i know this is a fucking great movie but like i don't know if that one's has quite the widespread appeal that <sighs> this, this one does so you know what i mean like like if there's there's so much perfection to no country but it, at the same time it's just it's more of a western in the terms of like it's slow and we're okay with it being slow as a concept and Me personally, I am less usually okay with things just being slow for the sake of being slow. I don't feel that in this one. Yeah, I think I agree
1: with that for the most part, yeah. You know, actually, it's just the Tommy Lee Jones scenes, really. Toward the last half of the movie that I'm just like, in No Country for Old Men, that just kind of... Him just like staring at the camera. Yeah, it's a lot of meandering (laughs) and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares,
0: man? It's fucking awesome. But everything else, yeah, I love, man. Yeah, super I love that movie. It's know. not like a fucking three and a half hour Scorsese film. No, that's true. Good God. Oof.
2: That dude was like, I can make two movies and still do it as just one project, right? Yep. People it works like, that same
0: yeah.
2: way. <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese's
1: like, Marvel movies feel like roller coasters? Well, here go my movies. I don't know what they feel like. Eternity. Have you ever been on a track and just gone straight
2: for three hours? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You ever been to the Audubon? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. We're turning slightly left a couple times. Oh, there it is. Another left turn. Oh, All right. Let me pull up the IMDb and actually scroll through some of their filmography and see if I can think of anything else that quite matches the level that this is.
1: Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I don't know what my fave, my fave faves are, but like my, my, I guess my top three are, are Fargo, The Big Lebowski and No Country for Old Men.
0: Dude, the Big, so great.
1: Uh, this, uh, the Big Lebowski is so fucking great. This The Big Lebowski is okay, and th- that's a movie that I remember like everybody hated when that came out because it wasn't Fargo.
2: Oh man, that's crazy because everybody fucking loves it now for the yeah. sake of like, because it, it was so different than anything else that had been out. But it did it did take a while for
1: that to that to build. Like that's another one I never I didn't see that in theaters either. i was,
2: I didn't catch up with that until like, two or three years after it was out. All right, I haven't seen Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Hudsucker Proxy, The Man Who Wasn't There, that's 4. Uh Paris, I Love You, I Have Not Seen, and A Serious Man. I've seen all the rest of their shit. And they're all pretty damn great. Uh fuck. Yeah, I got to say, I think this is I think this is their best movie. Raising Arizona off that list is the only one that,
1: you know, I I hear people like I'm not a big fan of. It. It's cute. But some people really love that movie. What was the last one too? You
2: said the last one that I haven't seen. Yeah, a serious man. Yeah,
1: I know people like that one too. Again, it's our right. it's 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 all right. I mean, maybe I need to watch that one again. I have only seen that one once. I Haven't seen it. Same with True Grit. I
2: need to watch that remake again. They did. Yeah, I need to remake. I rewatched that one. I I kind of I low I I loved Inside Lewin Davis. Um, the tone of that movie is just fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. That's like. Early Oscar Isaac, and just just fantastic. Hail Caesar's pretty great. I hardcore skipped Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh. I watched the first, like, four minutes of that, and I was like, oh, right. The the Coens love country music. And this Oh, no 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 no, I, dude, yeah, I'm, no,
1: no, I'm no, no, man. Dude, I'm halfway I it. through it. I I got th- uh, through three of, I don't know how many stories are going to be. Three of the five or six dude, or whatever it is. Dude, the first one's great. Really, I didn't like it either. He when he starts coming out on his horse, singing his song, and everything like that. But then, yeah, he, that turned me away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I fuck this. I'm done. Well, I don't care. Okay, the, his story is like <laughs> he's just really awesome at killing people. Turns out what? he's just a really great sharpshooter, and then just it mur- murders all of these people, and then dies really quick at a game of cards. And that's his scene, <laughs> and it's like over in ten or five or ten minutes, and then the next thing goes on, and you get a title, and you're like, "Wait, that was Buster Scruggs. Why What's the rest of this movie about?" I haven't finished <laughs> it yet, but very bizarre film. It is in tone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish it. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, they should have released
0: that one in like, uh, I don't know, shorts or something. Kind of like how uh, Wes Anderson just did with his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched those either. I haven't watched those either yet, either. Yeah. <laughs> the last Wes Anderson
1: movie we did, we was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. And still haven't watched
0: it. Actually, you know what? And I, I'm actually more fired up to watch Coen Brothers movies than <laughs> I am. <haven't. fucking laughs> <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> I don't know, man. It is interesting how both of those directors, they,
2: they have a tone, they have a style, they have a, a, a sensibility, if you will. And you kind of know what you're going for, what you're getting, like... Most of the Coen Brothers stuff is, it's like a dark comedy. The characters are kind of, most of them are going to be pretty stupid, but they're going to do some interesting shit. I think the, the most interesting thing with about good violence. this movie for me is like, I, I, not only I can't relate with any of the characters, I don't want to relate with any of the characters. And that kind of throws me because most of the time when I watch a movie, I want to like put myself in the, the perspective of the, of the protagonist. Um, and like most of their movies, like, they're just like, let's, let's, let's show you some people who are just kind of fucked up and you just want to be a fly on the wall. You just want to see them do stupid things. You want to see them make stupid decisions. And you're like, I don't understand any, any of the decisions these characters are making, but fuck, I want to watch what the hell is about to happen. And that is a skill. Goddamn.
1: Skill Tarantino learned himself from watching all those yep. Coen Brother movies. Oh, uh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> are, are
0: we at ratings? Yeah, Brian. I think we are. Well, let's do this. And I'm not I'm not going to debate you guys. This
2: is a fucking 10. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's a
1: shock. He, uh, he was, he was yeah. going. I did.
0: He was riffing right there. <laughs> I'm not going to debate you, Brian. <laughs> like... <laughs> No man, fucking Deakins and the Coen Brothers together equals magic. That's uh, absolutely amazing. Fucking, true. fucking characters. It, it, Deakins can take simple photography and make it masterful. Every fucking close up in this movie is absolutely gorgeous. I love the fucking grain. The grain makes me um, sexually aroused. I think that it's a- actually <laughs> sexually it, aroused for a it's, movie. Dear God, it, it's, it's what, it's what is that term? What is that term? Gotta be a, there's gotta be a term for that.
2: It's like sunsets. You're sexually aroused for a sunset.
0: <laughs> it's the
2: Same thing. <laughs> it's but st- it's not sexual. God. It's sensual.
0: <laughs> we are
2: we are animals, Brian. We have feelings and we have needs. We need to see sunsets, we need to see, uh, we need to see grain.
0: There's a close up and if you actually go to um, if you go to the IMDB. Page for Fargo and you flip through their like stills it's probably one of the last ones but um it's William H. Macy talking to his son and he's standing in the doorway and this beautiful fucking like kind of like low lower frame left fucking light kind of like you know that it's the fucking Deacon's Cove light like you know that he has a fucking like a piece of like uh, unbleached muslin just taped to the wall and he's got a little tiny like tweeny fucking fresnel bouncing into that it's slightly over overexpe- you know it's a little too hot for what the scene should be but it's fucking gorgeous and it's soft and it's sexy and i'm just like god damn it god damn it it's so simple and perfect <sighs> it's a 10
2: i mean okay that's kind of how i feel about most of the car scenes when like the the cop is walking up and they have all they they have those shots of steve buscemi where the, uh, the light from the comp car was supposed to be hitting the rearview mirror. And it's like reflecting onto like Steve Gennie's oh, so mouth and shit. Oh but like God, some so of the good. times it's like kind of in his in his eyes. And some it's of the so time. Perfect. Like I spent that entire scene being like, all right, all right, all right, all right. all right." For reals though, did they just like move the mirror around for some of these shots? Or are some of these close-ups like, no, nah, it's just a fucking Lego. And they just like. They cut it I'm, so perfectly that I, it just I think looks exactly actually bouncing like it. Like it's I so, think, so I think fucking good.
0: I think they're bouncing into a mirror and then aiming it. Yeah.
2: But God, it just does so much goddamn it's, work, and it's just so fucking good.
0: This is one of the first movies in I, I know it's just because Deacons and I'm a fucking, uh, fucking DP fanboy. Uh, I, I rewound a lot of this stuff, especially the, um, the outside night stuff. I... I watched those scenes multiple times just to see where the light was coming from um it's so subtle it's lit everything's fucking lit yeah uh, and uh even, even like when they're on yeah, top of the lit. buildings it looks like they're they're liking the they're they're lighting the buildings around them they're putting those yeah. splashes and stuff like it's very subtle but it's any, anything to put like a little little thing off in the corner it's it's subtly simple it's it's like it feels simple but it's like it feels so natural really and well done
2: <laughs> i wish we had talked about this earlier god damn, i'm going to talk about it for a second it's so dramatically better and different than what sonnenfeld does in their earlier films like uh, to to go from blood simple to this it's the same basic concepts it's the same similar kind of story where shit goes wrong and cars are driving and people are killing people and there's a lot of like outside stuff at night like sonnenfeld is always like oh, here's one fucking HMI that's just doing, like, a cut down the road so you can see some random shit, but everything else is fucking black. Deacons is like, no, 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 no. We're going to paint the world around it, and you're going to see enough to make you have some sense of context, and everything's going to feel naturalistic, and you're going to kind of have a semblance of an understanding of where the light source is coming from. There's another car. There's a reflection from the other car. Like, even when the fucking cop pulls up and, like, you, you see that, that that perspective where the point of view where they're looking back at the cop car and you see that like his hat and there's that red light that's sitting that's just it's just a little fucking red light on the, the the back window of the cop car so you can see the silhouette of the cop. It's just on one side of the fucking car. If it was actually his goddamn brake lights you would see it on both sides but it's on yeah. one side so it's clearly obviously a light that they set up for the sake, but like if you don't know that, if you don't know how lighting works, if you're not super familiar with it, you just look at it and you're like, oh, of course, his tail lights are illuminating from like fuck, it's so genius, man.
0: And they the Cohen brothers do violence really well. Just just think yeah. about the, and also they have a tone. And and with the and the, the one of the biggest things that I can point out in this film to show tone and that's in their wheelhouse is when uh William H. Macy's wife is sitting on the fucking couch watching T V and this motherfucker just walks up to her, fucking like looking in her window, like, with the fucking ski mask on. He's and just, she just sits there. Into the
2: window, she's like, what she just the sits there, like watching happening?
0: him, like, huh, what the fuck? And he busts wonder, the fucking plate glass window. I wonder what he's going to do. I <laughs> like, wonder what he's going to do. She he's wearing out. a goddamn ski mask. I wonder what he's going <laughs> to do. That that delayed reaction where she's just like, just watch it. I don't know. That's that's the Coen Brothers. Yeah, Mas- masterful. All right, I'm going to go next, Brian.
2: You can finish this out to confirm that it is an actual ten. Um, this movie is executed fucking perfectly. Like I love I love watching the the 1996 details, the way the the things that you can kind of if you have an understanding of how they did it, when they did it, why they did it, you 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 get where they're spending that 7 million dollars. You can see the flaws, but the flaws contribute so much to this film. I was asked if I liked this movie. I find that an interesting question and a difficult one to answer. I didn't necessarily like enjoy watching this movie in the sense that, like, it was a fun experience or like I liked the characters or I was excited about what was happening to them. But goddamn, I was fucking sucked in the entire time. I was so enthralled. I was so intrigued. uh, And I wanted to know what was going to happen to all of it. And I was just sucked in for an hour 40, hour 38, whatever this movie is, it fucking moves. It is, it is extremely well-paced. And everybody's at their fucking A-game. Like, all the shit works together. I think this movie is absolutely, like... Everyone should see this. I don't know if I can make the argument that it is their absolute best movie because I haven't seen all of their movies. And I would probably feel better about saying that if i watch them all in like you know a month or two or something to just be like yes this is all but i don't know that i could take two months of just watching only cohen brothers movies because they have so much darkness and so much like fucked up shit that happens to all their characters that i would probably get really really fucking sad if i only watched their movies for two months uh but this movie is perfection it's so incredibly well executed It is. it is yeah, it's everyone at the top of their A-game. It's a fucking 10. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it again. It's fucking great.
1: Well, two tens. 10s. Uh, obviously, I'm going to give it a 10. Uh, it, yes, it is great. Um, and not all of the Coen Brothers is dark. I mean, a, light of, a lot of Coen Brothers is pretty light. Like, nobody dies a horrible death in Raising Arizona. That's very PG light fare. Same with... Uh, um Hudsucker proxy
2: so you know the, mm, okay the two of the four that i haven't seen all right all right we
1: we have some balance here there's some light to the lady darkness. killers
2: on the other hand is a different level of tom hanks being oh i an asshole.
1: uh last last week you <laughs> asked uh asked the question uh what, what was keeping them from being co-credited oh yeah i found the answer out to that uh the answer is laziness laziness wow, is the reason that they were not co-credited. So there there was there was there's no longer uh since like 2012ish on, but there was a rule that stated that you had to get a uh, a waiver, like a permission slip um huh. from the uh <laughs> the directors union in order to have two directors listed. Hmm. Then that, that's all you had to do. That that's
2: it. They had to send one fucking letter and be like, "Hey,"
1: and they we're never doing this fucking did it until the Lady Killers came out. And when wow. asked why, they did not have any response. <laughs> <laughs> of any legitimacy So like they were just It was just Jill directed Ethan
2: produced That's uh, that's what we're still It yeah. didn't really matter They, they, <laughs> they know who did
0: yeah. what. Yeah
1: They didn't really care Laziness They didn't know Didn't give I a mean, fuck I mean if they're getting
2: Paid the same Who fucking cares Like at the yeah. end of the day They're brothers Making movies
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, uh, I was reading some people. They were like, oh, what, wouldn't it matter? Like, cause, cause Joel's getting, like, uh, best, uh, best director nomination. And it's like, well, yeah, Fargo was also nominated for best picture. So Ethan gets mm-hmm. that. So they were both nominated. So not even a problem there. It's like a perfect world, regardless. Um, but no, this, this is a great movie. Watch it for the performances. The performances are really good. The camera work is really good. The sound is good. The music's good. Uh, just it's just it's it's 10 it's just everything works really well it all fits and feels just kind of perfect and you want to watch it again it's got really good i mean i think that's what's great about all the not every coen brothers movies but the ones that people remember the ones that people quote i mean that's that they got these quotable lines you know you just remember them they get stuck in your head it's like a the version of a you know like the song that gets stuck in your head you know you just want to watch it again it's a 10. jared you got tomatoes
0: of rottenness i have the rottenness of the tomatoes violent quirky and darkly funny fargo delivers an original crime story and a wonderful performance by mcdormand Rotten Tomatoes certifies Fargo as fresh with a 94% tomato meter with a 92% audience score. Whoa! 94 and Whoa. 92. Wow. That shit good. 96. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. That was the uh, top comment. No, (laughs) No, it wasn't. Was it really? (laughs) It's not. Uh, I'm about to add it real quick. One (laughs) second. 28 years later. That's my letterboxed review. (laughs) That shit good. That shit good.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, And we also have a listener request month uh, next week. So make sure you get in... Any requests that you have? We've already gotten some in via Facebook and emails of years past. We don't know what we're doing yet, though, do we?
0: No, we haven't really talked about all it. All right, okay.
1: So we're going to figure that out. We'll, we'll just bring an episode. I think we're
0: doing uh, Shakes the Clown. And um...
1: Okay, so we're not doing it's that. It's weird
0: that I'll be out all next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to do real movies, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> going to follow it up with Debbie Does Dallas and – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> I, wait, they made a sequel to that? God. We were all wondering. It's like how does he get into the world with those hands? He's, he's a danger to everyone. He's cutting everything. How do you fix it?
0: Well, it, it makes them safe. They're like they're like covers. They go over the scissors. They're like dildo. Oh, they're not even real. Like oh. yeah. Oh. You know. oh my god. <laughs> we well, can change them out. That way, you have multiple volumes. So for girls, real wrong marketing. Brian. Mar- the
1: dildo comes off. I'm not going to debate this with you. We need to market a movie again. And- <laughs>
0: Right, wrap us up I don't guys. know <laughs> Tim Burton can could make that sequel too um, <laughs> so, Definitely Danny Elfman <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> So with that God damn
2: it Jared That's fucking <laughs> Calling I out can. Danny Elfman Alright <laughs> <laughs> So with that You've been listening to
1: the Movie Group Podcast If you want to get in touch with us You can do so by sending us an email With your request for a movie For next month movie crew pod at gmail.com you can follow us on facebook x instagram
0: and movie crew pod jared where can the audience follow you you can follow me on instagram at check the gate (laughs) greg's where can they follow
1: god damn it i got the giggles
0: greg's where can they follow you
2: uh i'm on instagram at gregzy media that's g-r-i-g-g-s-y media
1: and you guys can follow me on X at uh, Elkin's Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight. Uh,
0: I don't know. I, should we do the main title first score? or sh- What's that creepy one that they end with? You can open with that. That's more of an opening
1: vibe. The creepy one they end with. What are you talking about? Are you talking about during the closing credits? Know. Or are you talking about...
0: When they're, like, driving away. When they're driving away? Okay. Um, yeah. Just pull a random one. It doesn't matter. It's all good.
1: <sighs> all right. I think that one is... What is that? I don't know what it is. We're, we're going to... Uh, we may be playing track six, 16 titled <laughs> Safekeeping. I think that's the one you're talking about, Jared. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> if it's not, we'll be but just play the theme. All right. There you go. This is this is Lucy Goofy here. You know, we're just rolling with it.
0: Lucy Goofy, Lucy, Lucy, Goofy, Lucy Goofy. We're Lucy Goofy. (laughs) Oh, okay, sure. Lucy Goofy, goofy
2: trying to trying to get some Lucy Goofy, eh? Lucy, Lucy, Goofy, you
0: know. Enjoy in the podcast there.